All right, everybody. Welcome back to Choose Inclusion. Uh, we're continuing our Black Voices Matters series today. And uh, I'm here as usual with Yubi and Mike. Say hello, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. So today uh, we have um, a special guest who I'm actually really excited that they're joining us today. Uh, Lee Knight, I met them at the ETH Denver conference several years ago. Lee is a, is a developer, an engineer, and um, is an incredible activist. Uh, Lee founded the Denver chapter of Out in Tech, um, which is a growing community uh, here in the Denver area. And uh, I'm really excited to have you here today, Lee. Lee, let's start off with a simple question that probably has not a simple answer. How are you feeling right now? You know, um, it's not as comp it's not as complicated of an answer as I think uh, everyone is probably expecting me to have. Um, like for the most part, um, you know, I am actually. Um, I am okay, you know? Um, yeah, I'm a little stressed because I'm, I wanna know where things are going to end up, but also at the same time, uh, progress is being made and people are starting to listen. So uh, there, there is a little bit of rest that is able to happen just because I know that finally people are listening, um, but as a result of everything that's going on, it's definitely steering up some stuff um, within our society. And so like that, they're absolutely concerned um, as uh, you know, basically in America, we're shaking out all of the, uh, the dust and dirt that um, has been uh, swept under the rug and is being shaken out uh, by Trump's administration. <laughs> Yeah, so talk to us about that. We were kind of talking before the call about how, you know, this isn't a new thing. Like, even though yeah. it's on top of mind for everyone now, like, can you talk to us about the historical context of what happened and where we are now? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, really what's happening, like what is happening right now in this point in time is nothing new. This is not new. And that's like the biggest thing that I want to um, iterate. If, you know, people are listening to this and, um, you know, they're thinking like, wow, like things have been crazy like these le these last couple of weeks. It's like, no, 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 no. These, this has been going on for so much longer for the last 400 years, like for centuries, this has been going on. Um, and what is important to say is that it's only now because of technology that we are able to actually see what is happening. Um, I think that, you know, without some of these video clips and, and mind you, these video clips that are, 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 that are, you know, popping up on Twitter and the news, like these video clips are just the tip of the iceberg. Like America is, um, has been entrenched in, in its slavery, like without slavery, America would not be what it is. Without people of color or white people to place themselves, to use people of color as a stepping stool to profess that they have 
this amazing power here in the states it wouldn't be possible with it without the the broken backs of people of color and uh in particularly uh like with black people but i mean everyone ha has been affected just all people of color are absolutely impacted you know by um by this need of prowess um and so what i want to uh to to say is that without without where we are or like without the the historical context of how black people came here how what i was just mentioning with people of color of like having someone to do the work for them and then someone to step upon we would like america would have very 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 little um and so it's been 400 years and sure we we abolished slavery but that does not mean that the the ideals the societal ideals and values that were founded in slavery just also um, evaporated with the abolition of, of the slavery it's like it's not the case it just manifested itself in different ways um and so you know like with everything that's going on with po police brutality i mean again um it's it's or not again but to say like police brutality is a real thing. It's been going on, but that is not to say that all police are bad. Um, and so like one little comment that I wanna make while I'm thinking about it is that um, defunding the police, like please, if you think that it means to just get rid of police, go look up what defunding means. It is, it is not that, that is not the case at all. Um, like the police are tasked with doing things that are um, that they are not able to manage. They're responsible for a lot, and their sources are too thin. So finding ways to concentrate so that they can be um, more efficient and effective with what they're doing. That's like a very short synopsis of what defunding the police actually means. It's not getting rid of them. But anyway, um, police, the police force, you know, it got its start with slavery. Um, who do you think they called when they were trying to find captured slaves? It was the police. Like it was, it was a like a, a special task force that got turned into the police. So like just in its very essence, um, police, like there's a rudimentary level of found for the foundation of how police got started stemming from racism. So of course, those values absolutely have carried through like over the centuries. And again, it's just you know, you might you might not be able to call it directly slavery, but the the values of that in its entirety is exactly what we still have. It's just been warped and and um, changed. So I mean, now you have like racial profiling, so that if somebody uh, looks like they can fit a certain bill, you know, they can get pulled over, they can be searched. Um, well, I mean, some of those laws have 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 been um, changed, but it's still that I, that principle is still there. Um, and so, yeah, I just really want to iterate that slavery is still the foundation of how our society operates. And people feel, particularly white people, feel that they have uh, an advantage to do whatever they want to do to anybody, to anybody who is not white, um, it's nothing new. And then it's just with technology that people are actually able to see these video clips of brutal moments of brutality 
Um, otherwise, I don't, I'm not convinced that uh, people would actually believe it. I mean, if you, uh, like some, some, of, some of the things that are happening in these video clips are so outlandish that if you told someone that this person who was doing absolutely nothing was shot 15 times, some like, that is hard to believe. It's like, you don't want to believe that your police force that is entrusted to protecting you would do this to an innocent person. It makes no sense. But now that you have video clips, you see people being strangled, you see people dying in the street. Now, is it an actual reality and that this is happening? And now white people are starting to believe it and white people are starting to act up. And so, I mean, really at the end of, at the, end of the day, it's about damn time. Yeah, I <laughs> thank you, Lee, for you know your your bravery, your courage, your honesty. It's 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 you know it, it's it's one for entrusting us. It, it, it's, it's refreshing, and unfortunately, it's you know it's it's like we need that from white people, right? Like yeah. I think we need that level of courage uh, and empathy and and passion to 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 come forward because you're you know yeah i totally agree with what you're saying do you um because it's literally like it, it's just been ingrained i mean what i don't know like what do you what do you say to people who don't believe any of it <laughs> um you know um uh, I'm also I'm also a musician, and so I just uh, did a, a live performance the other day. And so, like, I opened this particular song. Uh, it's called uh, "Spitting Venom," and you know, I opened it by saying, um, you know, like the times that we are in right now are are unsettling and restless. And like, the biggest thing that you can think about is that everybody in this time has lost. You've lost something. I, I don't care if it's for like COVID or racial, like you, you have lost something. Um, and then particularly with this movement of Black Lives Matter um, happening. And if you don't find anything in this movement that unsettles you in the slightest of ways, like I don't, I don't know how, how you couldn't, but let's say you, you didn't, you have probably lost the most. And so like, that's what I say to people who um, don't think that anything is happening. They don't have anything, uh, they, they're, they're not believing what is, what is occurring um, in today's world. And it's like, dude, your life could be so much better. And like, you, you are so entrenched in your lost values and ideals of purity that you can't even see the beautiful assortment of color rays that can come into you from all sorts of angles that will uh, just enliven you and let you that will let let you live in ways that you didn't even know because you've already shut yourself off to receiving this rainbow prism of light from people who have different opinions than you, who have walked different streets than you. Maybe they walk the same street, but they walk it with a different style, with a, a different gait. Like you will not be able to be impacted by the assortment, the variety of other options if you cut yourself off. Like 
diversity is so important to learn anything, to move forward, to progress, to understand what is happening in this world. Without diversity, you're just a blank slate. Lee, you and I have had lots of conversations about intersectionality um, over the years that we've known each other. Um, mm -hmm. You know, June is Pride Month. Um, Black Lives Matter is obviously trending across all social media. Lots of companies, like we've seen them in the past, do performative Pride Month stuff. And, you know, mm -hmm. to a certain extent, you know, I think there's a performative element to companies coming out for Black Lives Matter. As a, you're a community builder, though. you're a community builder. Yeah within the LGBTQ community. Um, what has been your experience with how the LGBTQ community has been kind of supporting or not supporting BLM? Yeah. Um, I would say that the, the LGBTQ community is definitely trying. Um, and they, you know, this, this community, it, you know the, the the Stonewall riots. You know they got started by you know people of color, like particularly trans uh, people of of color. And you know as as you know as much as I love the LGBTQ community, it you know it it, it wasn't a bunch of fairies who got this started. Um, and like with that, there is still this sense of like we need to fight we need to go to bat and like go to war over this and like that is great and that is fantastic however i think that the lgbtqt community needs to uh be careful with not getting overzealous and wanting to just um you know embark on this journey without consulting people of color so um i think that there's a lot of work that is being done that people are fighting for it. And, you know, like I, I am like the, the LGBTQ community is huge. It, it, and so I just, I've noticed like with particular sections and just like, okay, you guys, you need to actually consult like, I, you know, somebody from like NAACP or from Black Lives Matter. It's like, I love the spirit. I love the desire. Like I am obviously a queer, like non-binary person of color. Um, and so this community is very, very important to me and I love it dearly. Um, but with everything, uh, you can always uh, make an effort to do things better. Um, and so like, and, and, it, and how would people even know unless they were making these mistakes while they were trying to do something well? So it's, it's definitely something that I'm commending and I am very appreciative because like everybody in the community is definitely ready to go to bat. Um, uh, and so, uh, you know, particularly with, within the queer community, um, but as, you know, being a part of a, um, a queer community, like please do uh, consult with, um, like do your work, to figure out who you need to consult with. Don't just go to any random person of color and be like, hey, what do you think about this? No, like you need to actually reach out to organizations so that you can learn uh, the best ways of moving forward with the efforts that you are trying to put out with your community. So um, I am happy that there is effort, but just make sure you still dot your I's and cross your T's as you uh, move forward in this, in this movement. 
How about like companies and all of this? Um, how, how are you feeling about companies' reactions and do you feel like they're authentic or what do you want to see, you know, businesses actually doing about this? Yeah, um, you know, I have, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I, I don't, it, it is kind of funny. Um, you know, if you, if you look at what's happening right now uh, with, it's, it's basically like, how did the right get Starbucks and like the left end up with NASCAR? Uh, and so like, I am appreciative of these companies like making these statements and, and you know, wanting to, uh, wanting to support what's happening. Um, and I think um, like a couple of things, you know, it's like one, like, all right, so you support Black Lives Matter, okay that's great um what does your executive board look like like let me tell me you have at least one person of color on it like um and you know it's not like i don't you know this isn't supposed to be like okay i'm just going to like hire someone on my executive board because they are a person of color it's like no they are reputable uh, accomplished people of color that can serve on your board it's, it, this is not just, uh, well, I'm not asking for handouts. We don't need handouts. Like we've made it this far without getting handouts. Like we can serve on your executive board. That's not a handout. That's work that we've done and put in to be um, in the places that we are. And then like, secondly, okay, you support Black Lives Matter. Okay, you, you, you don't have a person of color on your board or like women or non-binary people. Okay, fine. Well, what can you do then? Well, um, if you're gonna make this announcement that, that, that how you stand with this movement, just at least put your money where your mouth is, like donate to these organizations so that you can help. Or, and then another thing, just like a kind of like a side note for people who feel guilty about not going to these protests or going to these marches, you don't have to go. But if you're not going to go, you can still use your prowess to write letters, to, to get involved in your government, to uh, put pressure on government officials to make changes. Uh, there are more, there, there are options for how to fight this. It's not just on the streets, but being on the streets, yeah, that is definitely a way to get people to listen. But um, back to businesses, like I want to see uh, businesses donating money. I want to read what businesses have to say. Um, let's see, they're um, like one particular company that I'm very fond of is actually uh, Topo Designs. Uh, I, I love their backpacks. And then um, they made a statement. Uh, <clears throat> and on their statement, they were saying that um, they noticed like the uh, the inequality that is happening in the outdoor space. And it's like, yeah, like, I mean, especially being here in Colorado, um, you know, if I, if I go to any of the ski resorts, like I always feel that I am being gawked at or stared at. And it's, it's not a feeling, it, it is accurate, you know? Um, yeah, for the most part, it's basically like, I am, I am black, I'm a non-binary person, um and like you know i'm queer it's like basically just like you know sign the waiting list to hate me um and so like i know i have a target on my back when i go out into spaces that are not used to a more diversified uh uh crowd um and so 
like with Topo, Topo Designs, like they made their statement saying that they also noticed this. And so like, that's why they're donating to particular causes that address these issues in the outdoors. So like, let everybody know where you stand, why you stand there and what you're doing to help progress these, um, progress what this movement is trying to achieve. And it's just simply like, I don't, you know, and at, at the end of the day, it's just like, dude, just, we want, equality you know um I, there is like this video that went uh that was very popular um there that trevor noah shared uh from kimberly jones and um she just talks about like how um people like basically because of slavery like it, compared it to like monopoly game where like imagine playing a monopoly game and you have to go for 400 years rounds without ever having anything. And then once you finally do get something, then white people come and like burn it down. Um, and then you and then you start all over again. But at the end of her video, she mentions um, that basically white people should be very happy that people of color are only seeking equality. And so it's just like, that's all we want. That's it's that's Oh, you know, I, I want to be able to walk into a space and not think twice of, you know, like, what am I wearing? What may or if that may or may not set someone off in, in this place? Um, you know, it's like, okay, is it winter? Is, am I actually allowed to wear a puffy jacket? Or are people going to think that I'm some like rapper thug thing? Um, you know, like, they're like, these stereotypes are real. Um, and in the a lack of diversity in these spaces is ex exceptionally um, real. And so I just want to see from businesses what, where they are, what they're doing and how they're legitimately supporting it. It's not just enough to say, hey, we stand with you. Um, I need to see action. Um, I need to see people making an effort to welcome people of color into these spaces so that you know maybe maybe in a decade when you know I'm able when, when I go up to like Vail I'm not gonna think twice uh about what people think about me when I walk in um I mean that would that would be incredible if that happened in 10 years but you know at least heading heading that direction so um yeah that's what I would like to see from from businesses who say that they're actually in support of what the movement is fighting for. It's interesting um, because I, like I think a lot of people um, maybe get overwhelmed at, you know, can change even happen, right? And because again, all the way back to your point, and, and I always love when, um, when you talk about the history of this and the fact that, yeah, this has been here since day one of America. And, and so it, it, there's a, sort of this like overwhelming feeling of, well, shit, like our, <laughs> can we actually change? And, and, and so it's interesting when you talk about organizations, do you, do you think that's the driving force? You know, everything here is driven by money, right? Yes. By yes. consumerism. Yeah. So is that how we, is that, do you see it? Like, and, and do you feel like this time right now is different than other times? Yeah, I absolutely do feel like this time is different than other times because of exactly that consumerism. 
like consumerism is I uh, like just the like the fat pig that just sits on the whole entire structure of America and and that and then and then you have banks um but anyway uh that's that's a topic for another discussion right, um, right. <laughs> um but yes money 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 um like America like we you know overseas and, and abroad we get made of like so like we are like people other countries poke so much fun at us because of how focused on consumerism we are and now to get any point across is through money. Um, and I, I don't think people realize the power and the impact that they can have um, on creating change of where they put their dollar. Um, you know, uh, like it, it, it is such, such a powerful tool. And then there are tools online to help you. Um, I know like, like there are um, LGBTQT, uh, tools where you can search companies and see like what their laws are, how do they support their employees, like of these backgrounds. And then like there are tools popping up now, uh, similarly for um, you know more liberal or conservative companies, so that you can make sure that your money is well spent and that that money that you are spending can go to in the direction that will support the laws that you want to see instituted. Um, so yeah, I absolutely think that um, money uh, in consumerism uh, is is drastically being impacted by this because um, you know you have these companies that are popping up saying that they're making these these these, these scans, um, but also you want to see that see these companies themselves put the, put their mouth put their money where their mouth is, um, so that you because uh, it. I mean, you know, to a particular uh, degree with with like uh, uh, with gay rights is that, well, you've got conservative companies that just want to put a rainbow on something and sell it so they can make a dollar. So the point is like, do a little bit, of, do some of the research to make sure that you are spending your money for a company that is supporting your movement in a way that they are continuing on supporting what needs to happen to institute um to institute these these changes um yeah because i mean now like with major companies that is how you can have greater um uh, greater diversity in some ways because you know like with in a way you kind of need um a larger company to make a stand to and then so other people feel more comfortable following in suit. I mean, it's not the ideal way. I wish that people could just, you know, independently make their own decisions, but the majority of society um, basically operates like cattle. And I know a lot about cattle because I ride bulls. And so I know how cattle act and the, the similarities between cattle and people is dauntingly similar. Um, and so you need these major corporations to make a stand so that other people will follow in suit. And then like by following in suit, you have by, by, like lead by example. And so now you can have, um, you know, a more, a, a more diverse executive board for major, major corporation. And then, you know, there's a trickle down effect and like, oh, well, you know, this company is doing that. Maybe we should follow. Um, 
and then you know follow following suit and so because again like i was saying early like diversity can only help you um and like even if you take it away from like people and technology uh just just look at pandas um let me take a hard left right here just look at pandas pandas are sweet they're cuddly they're wonderful but they are in danger of being ex going extinct and yes like humans are a part of that but another problem is the pandas diet they only eat bamboo and bam bamboo hey it's pretty plain it's pretty boring it doesn't have um a lot of nutritional value but that's all pandas eat but then you look at the and you look at the gray squirrel the gray squirrel the diet of a gray squirrel is so robust it can eat anything and look at its population numbers living in these highly dense urban areas and they they are excelling and so you like just by diversifying a diet your resilience is increased and so the same thing applies to all of our corporations and small large everything diversity can only help you um and so you know we need these major corp corporations to go that direction and so that the medium and smaller corporations will also go that direction and know how to expand or figure out how to expand your network so that you have people other than you who eat bamboo. You want people eating all sorts of things so that your resiliency um, can can be increased. And like, look at text messages, like texting. Yeah, that was created by trying to solve an issue for people who were um, hard at hearing. And so the text was created, but everybody loves texting. And so it's just that example of, you know, thinking outside of your box, being open to more diverse applications from people who are diverse, people who are different from you. If you just limit yourself to eating bamboo, being stuck in your own little corner, you won't see anything, you won't experience anything, you won't be able to build anything that's better than what you have. Wow, that that's amazing, Lee. I, I, you know what? This is what this is the thing I love about you, Lee. Uh, <laughs> you are a technologist, a professional musician, a bull. I don't know if the audience heard this, but Lee dropped in that they do bull riding and rodeos. Uh, yeah. Clearly, amazing. knows history, zoology, <laughs> <laughs> urban planning, and. So many <laughs> levels of expertise here. The parallels you drew for people to understand, I think, are, you know, if you couldn't understand through one analogy, I'm sure you understood through another. And so, Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I really appreciate your honesty, vulnerability, and then just the fact that you're taking the time to educate all of our listeners. And that's, that's a huge thing for you to be doing. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for... Um, reaching out to me and giving me a little place to share my thoughts and drop some bombs. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you to you. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, as usual, this is going to be available on our website, chooseinclusion.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, we're going to be continuing the Black Voices Matter series uh, tomorrow and uh, every weekday into the foreseeable future. So please come back and join us and uh, take care, everyone.
Take care. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Lee, so much.